You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. Hi, this is Steven from Geek Elite Media, and I want to tell you about Cuts by Candice, a hairstylist that will work with you to get just the right look. After growing my hair out for years and years, Candice was the only stylist I trusted to cut my luscious locks. Mention our promo code GEEKOUT when making your appointment through the end of April 2019, and you'll get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candice on Facebook and Cuts by Candice 3 on Instagram, and start looking the best you, you can. I know what you're thinking. Did he fire six shots or only five? Well, to tell you the truth, in all this excitement, I kind of lost track myself. But Ian, this is a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and would blow your head clean off. You've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, Bunk? So you know what time it is? What time of year it is? It's the time of the year where it gets so hot outside that people's flesh just jumps off their bones. That's right. That is exactly <laughs> right? right. So this is the reason why the summer was the time people put there. They put the movies out because people needed to get out of the heat and into an air conditioned building, which was the movie theater. So thus, the greatest time of year, the summer movie blockbusters time. And Rich, we have a guest with us today. Ooh, yeah, Chris Hello, is with guest. us. Yeah. Wow. It's been a while. Since I could hold my head up high. Okay. I, I wasn't expecting the Creed, but I'm happy it wasn't, for it. That's not Creed. Oh, man. Dude, I'm sorry. I don't yeah, know. You what... should be sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> Just listen to room with him. Just slap him in the mouth. <laughs> Just slap the Creed right out of his mouth. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I thought it'd be cool to talk about. I know we hadn't, we hadn't talked in a while, Rich. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you went and saw a couple of movies since the last time we talked. I know you saw Us. Nope. <laughs> I really didn't, though. I did watch Us. Yes, I did see Us. I did watch well, that, let's, yeah. let's talk about that just for a little bit. What did you think of yeah. it? Uh, okay, so here, I think this is an interesting thing about Us is that um, I enjoyed it. However, I, I think one of the interesting things is, is I feel like everybody who's going to go watch us is in a situation of that. They watched get out and that they really liked to get out. And I don't know that I think it, that us is a better movie than get out, but I think the interesting dynamic behind it is the fact that no one really was ever expecting Jordan Peele to do a horror film and so when you went to watch Get Out, it had this unbelievable like freshness to it and something just totally unexpected. And you kind of like then attribute that to Jordan Peele as a filmmaker because of that that experience you had watching that movie. And you go to watch us, and I think a lot of people had that at their mind, at the forefront of their mind, that like this is going to be a new, fresh experience. And instead, it feels like a Jordan Peele horror film, which isn't a bad thing, mm-hmm. but it's just about managing expectations. And I, I do feel like maybe that hurt the film uh, for myself and for a lot of viewers a little bit, if that makes any sort of sense. But I did enjoy it. What about what about you? What did you think? So you're saying that a lot like uh, M. Night Shyamalan, he hit it out of the park with his first movie, so everybody's kind of just scrutinizing his movies after that kind of thing like people are expecting the twist or whatever no 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 i i think that's a little bit different but what i'm saying is is that i think that because of the fact that no one ever anticipated jordan peele appeal to do a horror film that when uh get out came out 
it just felt like something completely different. It felt like something we had never experienced before. Like it was this totally new thing. Um, and I, and I feel like a lot of people had that same type of expectation that they wanted the exact same feeling that they got out of get out. And I just think that that's inevitably impossible to do with us because you do watch it and it feels very much like a Jordan Peele horror film as we've come to know it from the one horror film that he's done so far, which is kind of a weird thing to say. But I just think that that created some sort of expectation that was never going to be uh, deliverable again. You know what I mean? Like, unless maybe you didn't know who he was somehow, or you happened to be living under some sort of rock uh, <laughs> or some subterranean subway systems that people forgot existed. And then you suddenly found your way to the surface and was like, oh, who's this Jordan Peele guy doing uh, like comedy and now horror? Oh, weird. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like it's an experience that a lot of people wanted that you just couldn't get again. I guess I would compare it to this way, right? Like, it's like, when you watch, I don't know, you watch like whatever uh, this movie is for the first time and you get totally blown away by it, but then you can never watch that movie for the first time again. Right. It's kind of like that type of thing. Like you're going into it expecting to have that experience, but it's just not possible to do it. Yeah, I get that. Like, uh, I guess in the end, I, I, I wasn't, I was, I liked the movie. I liked us. It, 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 it did a lot of what I thought it was going to do. And, I felt like maybe the story itself was just a little too, little too convoluted and and like didn't appease me in my curiosity enough. So mm-hmm. uh, that's the only drawback. But I, you know, I still thought it was a it was a good story to tell. Yeah, I I, I agree. And Definitely original. Oh, absolutely, and, and and that's the other thing too is I I also feel like it's a little bit more. Um, ambiguous in in terms of how you you know want to really analyze it i guess there's a little bit more wiggle room for subjectivity than i feel like there is with uh, get out i feel like get out's a little bit more direct and a little bit more like less open to interpretation i guess i i should say and i feel like with with uh, us i feel like there is a tremendous amount of uh, duality to not only the nature of the story, but also to the nature of the subjectivity of art, if that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like I'm throwing around a lot of like $12 words there <laughs> that is kind of unnecessary, but <laughs> short story made long. That's what I thought of us. Okay. Uh, and you didn't see it, right? Chris? I did not see it. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's us. If, if uh, people want to go see it out based off of our recommendation, but like I said, we're going to talk about summer movie blockbusters. I mean, the first one that's probably, I don't know, do you consider Endgame to be the start? I mean, it is it is the end of April when Endgame comes out. Do you, do you consider that part of the summer movie blockbusters? It's going to make all the money. It is. That's true. Um, I would say that it probably already started. Oh, with Shazam? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Did you get a chance to go see that? Richard? I haven't watched it yet. No, um, totally. Uh, I don't know. It caught me off guard because like that's already out. Hellboy is out. Yeah, like, Hellboy I came out like, this what? past weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Everybody. I feel like I saw no trailers for that movie. Hellboy is not getting all the publicity that it needs, but it's also not getting really good reviews. So I think Ooh, the studio knew. Yeah, the studio knew that it wasn't going to do well, so they decided 
to yeah back off. But of see, it. and 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 okay, here's my thing. This I'm gonna somebody bring me a, a soapbox real quick. I'm gonna climb on this or a really tall horse, and <laughs> then uh, I'll get on my high horse and I'll. I'll jump back off on my mini pony when I'm done. But this is what this is what really irritates me about that whole situation. Guillermo del Toro was like, "Hey, who would be interested in seeing me do a Hell uh, Hellboy three? And the internet went nuts. Everybody was like, "Yes, effing please." And then the studio's like, "Yeah, we're we're gonna make a new Hellboy, but it's not gonna be with you. It's not gonna be with Ron Perlman." Yeah, but see- and then if it's bad on top of that. Oh. Well, that was the the whole reason they didn't they didn't go with Guillermo is because he wanted to make a movie that was like super expensive. Like his well, the first two Hellboys didn't make the money back that it needed to to justify a super expensive Hellboy well, three. Doesn't look like this one's gonna justify it either. Apparently, <laughs> probably but not. But they did it Award. cheaper. Just let him do what he wants to do. <laughs> yeah, but you're not gonna win an Academy Award with Hellboy. What if he did though? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. What if he did? What if he did? You're right. What What if? If he did, though. In another universe (laughs) parallel to this one, he did. Next episode of What If, I'm coming on there. We're talking What If Hellboy. It's imaginative. (laughs) It's it's imaginative, okay? Yeah. yeah. We don't own that trademark. Yeah. Yeah. What If is is Marvel, and you're going to get us sued. Imagine if it's DC. There we go. We got it covered. No, imagine if it's us. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Who's on first? (laughs) Anyways. uh, All right. So let's talk about in game. Are you? I I know Chris is excited about it. And I don't. You're a liar. (laughs) And I don't appreciate it. Uh, but I, I, at this point, I feel like Richard could go either way. I, I don't know if he's excited or not. So oh, Avengers Endgame. I'm sorry, oh, Avengers Endgame. Yeah, that one I'm excited okay. for. Not the <laughs> the the solo titled Endgame. Uh, yeah, I don't know who that, that doesn't exist. About. <laughs> Sounds accurate. So Richard, uh, I you know I I don't know man. I it, it's really weird. I I feel like I've really started to burn out of comic book movies uh, pretty heavily. I, I I really feel like there's just so much saturation in the market with it that, uh, and, and I don't know, like I don't know. It's interesting. I, I definitely could go either way. I don't I don't want to say that I think it's bad or anything like that, but. I was pretty disappointed with Infinity War, and I, I think a lot of people make a lot of excuses for some of the more recent Marvel films. Um, but you know, I guess that's just me. And again, that could just be the the fact that I'm like craving something else from from films that's just currently not being. I'm just saying, Jarvis, that I don't like Endgame. <laughs> like, well, I disagree with you. I'm going to make sure he comes after you. Yeah, seriously. He's like, don't be silly. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know, man. I, I, it's very much a, a situation that I could just be getting to the point where I'm just so burnt out, and I want something different to uh, to come into play. Because I mean, at this point, we're getting an unbelievable amount of comic book movies, and then I, you know, I say that kind of half heartedly because we'll talk about another movie that's uh, today that uh, is, I guess, sort of pseudo, somewhat kind of a comic book movie that I'm excited for. Oh. Uh, if that's not uh, vague enough for everyone listening right now. <laughs> Uh, all right. I mean, but either one of you have any speculation on what the movie's going to be? Like, we know it's going to be three hours. What's going to happen in this movie, do you think? Oh, I've already figured it out. Oh, so, okay. 
Wanda gets a hold of the Infinity Gems at the end. All of them? After they win. Okay. I, after the reality, I, I don't care. Some of them. Okay. One of them, all of them, I don't care. Doesn't matter. We're going to have an, a reverse M day. <laughs> she couldn't bring the mutants into the she, MCU. She couldn't just do that with her own power. She has to have an Infinity Gem. We haven't seen that scale with her. Okay. Uh, all right. That I mean, that's a possibility. I think it's a. Oh, it's not. Gonna it's, happen. it's not going to happen because <laughs> I mean. But then again, Kevin Feige has been known to lie about these projects. But he said that we we're not we shouldn't expect any X Men or Fantastic Four characters for at least five years. God, so, that's so long. But who knows? It could be just to throw us off. Like that could be a thing. Uh, Richard, do you have any speculations? Any ideas? Anything about the movie? No, I, you know, I don't know. I've been actually trying not to think about it because I don't like, I, I don't know. I don't want to like sway myself one way or the other before like watching it. Like I'm trying to go into it as, as open and blank slated as possible. I've been watch. I, I've been like dodging watching all of the, the trailers and all that sort of stuff. Cause I'm really trying to go into it as, as unbiased as possible. Um, I don't know though, man. After watching Captain Marvel, I'm very nervous and very skeptical of where they're going to go and what they're going to do with it. I do know that they, um, oh my gosh, I can't think of their names right now. The brothers, um, the Russos. Yeah, the Russo brothers have kind of like insinuated that they're not going to really frontline her in this. That you know, it's not going to just be like, oh, she's going to show up and like push all of the other heroes that we've been watching this ten year journey of to the side. Um, but I mean, she still has to be a major component to this. Right. And, um, I, I don't know. It just makes me really nervous with how they handled, um, Captain Marvel. But again, it's a totally different creative team. So let's see what the Russos actually do with her character. Honestly. I mean, yeah, she's super, super powered, super overpowered. If you want, um, I, I think they would have to come up with a side distraction that only her of her massive power could take care of thus you know, making it so that she's not there for the fight against Thanos. Um, what that could be, I have no idea. But but doesn't I, that also seem kind of stupid to do that? Like, wasn't that the whole point of calling her into this thing and then you're just going to sideline her? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's a it's really a double-edged sword, and, and I think you're walking on a tightrope of how to handle it personally, but yeah. but I don't know. I mean, exactly. I mean, some of the reports that they've talked about is like – uh, I think the the big press conference they just had with the cast and stuff like that, like they everybody's saying it's 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 definitely not what you're expecting. There's a lot of things that you're not gonna. It's that's very unpredictable. What's gonna happen here? It's not gonna follow certain formulas that we've seen in the past, kind of thing. So, I I mean I am super excited. I'm still right there in the the threshold of 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 these movies. So I I don't I mean. Obviously, it's a little bit different than you, but I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah, but I think I'm in the minority. Totally. Like, I, I still think the the bulk majority of, of you know, film goers are, are into it. And I think, respectively, a lot of uh, comic book fans are into it, right? I mean, you, you, they've waited for so long to actually get, you know, high budget, well done uh, comic book stories brought into real life, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, I totally understand, like, why people are still interested in I mean, my God, like, some of these characters uh, have been around for, like, 75 years. I mean, they've been alive, or, or characters have been in existence, like, longer than uh, I've been alive. And arguably, if we put 
you know, our ages together. There's characters that have been, you know, longer than us collectively in a <laughs> sense, you know. Um, so I, I do understand that. It's just I, I think my biggest problem with it is, is that it's become such a dominant force in uh, Hollywood right now that there's all of these other stories that are just not getting told. And I think that's part of what I mean, like that and the fact that I do have you know, I'm on more of a time restriction than I've ever been before in my life when it comes to uh, what choices I have to make with like my entertainment. And I think that's really changed the bar of what I want to see and what I'm expecting from a movie. You know, I think I might have been a little bit more of an apologist for films a few years ago where like I had the time to be a little bit more considerate to maybe a movie not being as good as I'd hoped it it would be, right? So I do totally take full credibility in the sense that a lot of what's happening is my own fault. Um, you know, and I said that pretty heavily about Infinity War. It was that I was, you know, my biggest problem with that movie was me. And I still stand by that. I still totally understand that. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe that plays a role. Maybe, maybe I'm just becoming a jaded old man that wants all these comic book kids off my goddamn yard. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, all right, so there. I mean, that's that's in game. Uh, we're kind of two of us are there. Very One of us exciting. is not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first movie I have is a uh, long shot. Uh, this is um, not the comic book character, Chris. Oh, <laughs> but what? but the Seth Rogen Charlie's Theron movie about Charlie Theron. I believe is the Secretary of State. Yes, and she wants to run for something. She is she trying to run for president? Yes. Okay. And he is a, a, a reporter that's kind of embedded with her in her campaign, and but she used to babysit him when he was a, chi- a kid. So they right. they start to have like a romantic relationship, and the idea of like, you know, how can she have a relationship and run for the highest office in American politics? and and make it work and then shenanigans happen yeah (laughs) and like the first trailers that i saw for this i was not having any of it i was like this is just gonna be (laughs) some rom-com bullshit (laughs) and then today i watched a trailer and it was funny as shit (laughs) so i'm right there with you you must have watched the red band trailer because i think the red band trailer did really well maybe yeah did you see this trailer uh richard uh, yeah, I've seen the trailer. I, I agree. I think it uh, I think it looks funny. For the most part, I like a lot of Seth Rogen's comedies, for the most part, at least. Okay. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm definitely uh, interested in checking it out. I think the uh, director, I think his name is uh, Jonathan Levine or Levine, something Levine. like that. Yeah. He, he was also, I believe, the one, I believe he's the same director of uh, 50-50. Yeah, 50-50. Seth Rogen and, and Joseph so, Gordon-Levitt. And, and, and also really the night good. before. Yeah. So, and that was really good. So I think this, I think this has a really, and I mean, uh, Charlize Theron is really good actress. Um, I think Andy Serkis is in this too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, it should, it, it should be a pretty good movie. I, I hope. I hope so too. I think yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I, like I said, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's, it is a rom-com, but it's also, it's, it's a Seth Rogen rom-com. So, you right. know, you're getting a certain type of comedy and, uh, I'm okay with this. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping it'll be more like knocked up. Yeah. Than like fifty fifty. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it'd be close to fifty fifty in the seriousness well, yeah, of that. But right. Yeah. Um. So, 
I, I don't know exactly what that's going against, like counter programming to, but like summer blockbusters are usually big actions or set piece movies and stuff like that. So it's interesting that this would this is going to be a counter program uh, movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, next is the hustle. It's the the remake of the I want to say the uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, the movie with oh, yeah. Steve Martin and. I don't know who the other person is in that, but the two the two of them are con men, and they're mm-hmm. trying to one up each other over over and over again. But this time, it's going to be Rebel Wilson and and Hathaway. And, Hathaway. and I I'm not the biggest fan of Rebel Wilson, uh, but I am a big fan of Van Hathaway. Uh, so I, the comedy in this looked good, and I thought, why not give it a try? I've never seen Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh, it's a very good movie. Is it? Yeah, I quite enjoy it. Okay. But, uh, I, yeah, I watched the trailer for it today, and I was like, oh, I, I like the premise, <laughs> but oh man, that that uh, dialect or accent that Anne Hathaway has, <laughs> I'm just like that's You're not gonna be that's able to rough. Do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and plus Rebel Wilson is very particular. Kind yeah, of comedy, yeah, and yeah. I'm not always there for that. No, no. It's, so, uh, yeah, I do. After I watched it, I was like, they just redid Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, not knowing that it was supposed to be a remake of it. Right. Okay. So, yeah. No. That was fair enough. that was the whole point. I'm glad that's intentional. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, did you get a chance to? Do you know about this movie? I, yeah. Weirdly enough, I I uh, kind of stumbled upon this trailer uh, actually this morning, uh, which is kind of weird. But yeah, I I agree with you. Um, there's definitely something in the humor that just uh, seems a little bit off to me in terms of what I would want out of like this specific type of movie. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. I think Rebel Wilson can be funny at times. Um, and I do I do like Anne Hathaway as a uh, actor. And so, uh, you know, I'd be willing to give it a shot at the very least, you know, give it a chance and see what it's all about, you know. So the third chapter in the John Wick story, uh, that, that's going to be coming out this summer. I am super excited about that to see how it ends. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll, keep, I'll, I'll put this disclaimer out there. I liked John Wick 2, not as much as John Wick 1. That's fair. Yeah? It's totally mm-hmm. fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, I would uh, agree. I, would, I mean, I liked how John Wick 2 ended, like the idea of like... He's he's so good at his job at doing what he does <laughs> that he broke the rules and now the whole world is going to be against him. And but the the idea of like like how many people in the world are actually connected to this stuff is like, <laughs> well, if everybody's an assassin, then what what is what are we talking about here? Well, and and I, I think for me that's like the the major disconnect between John Wick one and John Wick two, right? Is John Wick one takes this kind of like idealism of you know the assassin genre that everybody's like, oh, I'm trying to get out, I'm mm-hmm. trying to get out, I don't want to be in this anymore, and like that's almost where every assassin type story goes, and so it really kind of turned that whole thing on its head when it was like he was already out, he had a wife. You know, his wife passed away of, uh, I think she had cancer. And it, you know, it was kind of this whole thing about like him trying to cope with his, his wife passing uh, through, through, you know, this dog that she sent him. And I think what really makes that work is not only that it turned it on its head, but it was also grounded in a certain level of, of realism in a, in a sense. Right. And, 
you get into the second one and it's like, okay, well, it, it, it almost does exactly what Fast and the Furious does. And I hate that they did this too. Is like, it takes something that worked and then it's like, well, if this worked and we just turn the volume all the way up to like 2000, <laughs> it's just going to make it better. And it's like, no, it doesn't. Like the reason that that worked was because it did have a certain levity to it that is completely gone at the end of John Wick 2. And that, that does make me nervous for John Wick 3 because I'm like, you, you know, those little things like go a long way. And it, it's kind of like what they say um, when you're painting with red is that a thimble of red is a gallon of red. And like, that's, that's so true. Like those little, you know, nuggets are what made it great. And then when you take those and you're just like, well, the whole movie is this now, uh, it, it kind of ruins it a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think Absolutely. I understand. So, so, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, so I hope they kind of get back to, uh, this is going to be kind of crazy to say, John Wick Basics. <laughs> I hope they get back to like John Wick <laughs> Basics in uh, in number three here. So uh, did you have anything you wanted to add, Chris? Oh, no. I'm very excited. Just, okay, so I'm all in. I guess that, that was the other thing was like the, the the movies that I've been naming so far are these also the ones that are made on your list or except for the hustle? Okay, yeah. and uh, Richard. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I get yeah, we'll sure, yes, okay. <laughs> Why not? My next one is uh, Aladdin, and I know a lot of people seem to not be into this movie or <laughs> the trailers. Oh, <laughs> oh, sorry, Richard is one of them. But I, I am actually looking forward to it. Of these, of the Disney classic animated movies, I guess is what people call them. Aladdin was the one that I enjoyed the most. Mm-hmm. So I, I, but I don't hold it to this place of like, oh, no one can ever remake it, and you know, it can't ever be done. I was like, I don't know. I, I just really like that story. I like the the kid running around in, in Egypt, and it seems like I'm getting that. And yeah. if you want, if you want to see a bunch of running around scenes, get Guy Ritchie to direct it. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm I'm excited about it. I don't even care about the whole Will Smith thing. I think I think he looks just fine as the genie. Is the movie gonna be? Am I gonna feel different when the movie comes out? Probably, but I'll, I'm wanna, I'm excited to go see it. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to see it as well. Although yeah. the one problem that I have with it so far is. Jafar just is not doing it for me no. at all. He's yeah. I feel, I feel like they should have picked someone older. Yeah, like older and I feel like he like Jafar's just sinister. Yeah. And I do not get that at all from <laughs> this guy. Is it, I mean that he's not heavily um focused on in the trailer, but I get what you're yeah. saying, yeah. Richard, did you have you have any opinion on this? Um I mean, I agree with you. I, I really do want to kind of check it out. I, I like the story of Aladdin. I think, I think that what's hard for me though is is that Robin Williams in my mind has now become, you know, the genie. So it's it uh, to me, it really doesn't matter who you put in there. That's that's gonna be hard to overcome that. And I think that's true for a lot of people. I don't think that that inherently is gonna make the movie bad or flawed or anything like that. Um, and I do think that obviously there was some effects and stuff that were probably rushed to get that trailer done. I think we'll see some more refinements done to, especially based on the feedback and the fact that the internet kind of like blew up over how the CGI and stuff looked for the genie. I think we're going to maybe see some possible tweaks to that in the final film, which I think is also fairly normal as well. Like you've got deadlines to get a trailer out and all of these sort of things. And, 
you know, that's not necessarily what we're going to see 100% in the movie. I don't, I'm not saying I think it's going to be a ginormic, uh, ginormous shift uh, from what's in there, but I think we should see some, like, you know, maybe some refinement to it. Um, but I do, I, you know, I really do want to check it out. I want to see a live, a quote unquote live action version of it. I, I enjoy the story and, uh, you know, I hope that Will Smith uh, does a good job. I really do. Yeah, same do I. Mm-hmm. Uh, Booksmart. I don't know if you, the one of you know yes. about this one. Just so you, you checked oh, out this trailer. Uh, a lot of people are, are are naming it like the female um, super bad, but I I just think it's an interesting story of these two girls that have done everything right in their high school career of studying, not going out, not partying, and they're like, well, the people that slacked off all this whole time, they're going to college too. Why didn't we party? Why didn't we? Why did we do this if we're if everybody's still gonna get to go? So it's them having their, their last few weeks of college just or high school just like living it up, which I think is gonna be interesting. Yeah, it looks really funny. Yeah. Who who's in that? So the the female one of the girls in it, um, well, Olivia Wilde, I believe, is a director is directing it. Yeah. Wow. And Jason cool. Sudeikis is a is one of the teachers. Um, but the one of the lead female actresses, um, she was in Lady Bird. Like she was uh, Saoirse Ronan's friend in that movie, and I don't I don't recall her name, and I don't know the other actress's name either. But oh, okay. So that's I, I think that's gonna be good. Um, Brightburn. I'm really excited for this one. Uh, produced by um, James Gunn. Written by two of his brothers, I believe directed by another one of his brothers or something like that. Or maybe just someone else in general. But uh, everybody's kind of saying that it's James Gunn's movie. And I don't think it, he he's not directing it and he didn't write it, but he's producing it. But it's the evil Superman movie. It's the yep. the, the kid. It's If you remember the scenes from uh, Zack Snyder's um, Man of Steel of uh, young Clark Kent when he's trying to learn about his powers and stuff. You're getting a lot of the same stuff. The same, it even looks like the same like filming style to me yeah. as Zack Snyder's Man of Steel, and and it's just like, well, what if Superman wasn't a good guy? He wasn't he wasn't a good kid, a kid that gets all these powers and you know goes goes to town on the people that he feels wronged him. So uh, <laughs> I'm kind of excited to see what happens here. Yeah, I mean. I, I don't like that trailer. Yeah, you did say that. I really don't. Yeah, I'm not interested in watching the movie after seeing the trailer, <laughs> but I am interested in that story. Okay. So I'll probably watch it at some point. But maybe not in the theater. Yeah, maybe not in the theater. So Richard, this is not a comic book movie per se, but it is a superhero movie. Is it, is it still following that fatigue for you, or is it something well, that you're interested in? So this is what I was talking about earlier when I was saying I was being vague. Um, ah. No. I I'm I have to say like to me I, I I don't know anybody I think who's listened to this long enough uh, will know that I am all about like dark Superman or Bat Punisher. Um, <laughs> so like, you're Zack me, Snyder. What's that? <laughs> so you I said you're Zack Snyder then. Oh no. Well, I, I do agree. I do agree with some of the 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 points that Zack Snyder makes. I I also come from the mindset that you know we're not ever watching. A, a single individual creator's film when it comes to being like a gigantic studio film. So like you're never watching Zack Snyder's movie, right? Like you're watching elements of it, but it's it's never going to be their own movie. But yes, I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of silly to assume that 
Superman and and Batman specifically have never accidentally killed someone. I mean, they beat the ever living crap out of everyone. Uh, a percentage of those people had to have underlying pre existing medical conditions <laughs> that even though you're not seeing them die, they had to have died. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you can't just blame Zack Snyder for being the one that's like, well. I'm going to kind of show a, a little bit less care for that. And, like, to be fair, the, the movies that he was making also did kind of revolve around a Batman that was kind of more open to killing anyway, as, per, like, seen in that version of the comic, which I believe was Frank Miller uh, who wrote that, which he's obviously not too concerned about Batman killing either. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I and again, I think this is a, a perfect way of doing it because you're not directly saying it's Superman, but, like, everyone has seen the origin story of Superman a billion times. So it's like everyone knows that this is Superman without saying Superman, right? So I'm on board. I Like, this to me is like shaking it up. Like, this is... I'm, I'm totally... And who knows? Who knows? Maybe this is going to come out and be a, a hot pile of garbage. <laughs> uh, anything could happen. But I, I really think it's, a, it, it's an interesting concept, and I think it kind of goes back to, like, what we were saying earlier about what made John Wick so good was it took something that everyone knew and it completely flipped it on its head and made it something completely unique and different. Um, and I don't know. I think that's really interesting. You know, I think that really changes the tables of what expectations are for films. And I think this one's going to deliver something, or I'm hoping that it's going to deliver something that we just really haven't uh, kind of seen from that type of story before. Uh, the next movie is Rocket Man from the director that came in and finished up Bohemian Rhapsody when Brian Singer was kicked off of it. I can't think of the guy's name at the moment. I want to say it's something Fleischer or something like that. But, uh, yeah, he's... Uh, Dexter Fletcher? Fletcher. Thank you. Dexter Fletcher. Mm -hmm. um, Rocketman is the biopic about Elton John and mm -hmm. his career and life and stuff like that. So, I liked Bohemian Rhapsody a lot. I know a lot of people have gone back and said that you know, it's it's not actually a good movie. You're just being fooled by the music. But I I enjoyed it. Um, so I'm excited to see what they do with Rockman. And there's definitely a lot of... The, the trailer for it has a lot of scenes that are very uh, kind of out there. It kind of reminds me of um, uh, scenes from Across, Across the, the Universe. Universe. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Um, so I, I, I've never really been a big Elton John fan, but I am interested in this movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see it. I enjoy Elton John's music, and I like that it's not necessarily like a straight biopic. Um, that it is kind of more surreal and mm -hmm. is going to take liberties with stuff uh, to make it more interesting because people's lives are not interesting. <laughs> this is true in general. In general, no. But I mean, if you're a rock star. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but it makes it slightly more interesting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's just punch it up a bit. Yeah, of course, exactly. Any any thoughts, Richard? No, no I agree. I I really want to check this out. Um, I like the director. Uh, I like a lot of people that are in the cast. Um, I enjoyed elements of Bohemian Rhapsody. Again, there was things that I, you know, didn't. I guess care for as much but uh but overall i mean i i felt like i enjoyed the movie and i had a good time watching it and this seems like it's going to be one of those movies that you know if you like the music uh i i really think you're gonna like the movie i i mean it seems to be heavily tied together 
And, you know, I think that that's, uh, I mean, the, the reality is, is like getting to hear kind of like some of Elton John's songs and like huge, um, you know, like, I don't know if it's going to necessarily be in an Atmos theater, but if it's in like a Dolby Atmos theater or something like that, just getting like enveloped in that like live uh, music type thing, but like clean, because that's a problem with a lot of live music is that it's never as clean as what it is when it's like uh, post recorded, you know yeah. what I mean? And so, like, kind of getting the a weird duality uh, or, or experience of both of those things at the same time is going to be pretty. I, I, I think it's going to be pretty interesting from that standpoint alone. Which is also what I thought was really good about like Bohemian Rhapsody, also. And you're you're going to be getting Taron Edgerton actually singing. Like he's a trained yep. singer in his own right, so he's going to be singing the, the songs himself. I do believe he's like a trained operatic singer or something like that. So it's a different type of music, but fair enough, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Dark Phoenix. I am still interested in seeing this, but mostly just because uh, it's going to be the end. It's the end of the Fox X-Men story. So what does that mean? What does that look like? It's probably not going to be a good movie. I did not like <laughs> Apocalypse. I didn't like uh, Days of a Future Past. So uh, I can't see this doing all that great, but uh, I'm interested in seeing how it ends. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it at some point, but I once again not probably in the am not gonna watch it in the theater. Okay, because it looks bad, <laughs> so bad. Trailers have not done a good job no. of, of playing that off. Nope. No, Richard's Richard's right there. I mean, it's already yeah. a comic book movie in general, and now the trailers aren't even looking good. Well, you know, it's that, and then I don't know. Like they they have not handled that whole X Men franchise very well, and I, I you know I don't know if it's five years from now before we see it. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe we can get five <laughs> years of palate cleansing to yeah, probably finally reboot and uh, get back. I, I don't know. I still think like when it comes to stuff like the X Men and uh, Fantastic Four, I I really think those shine more in series. Uh, and long form storytelling versus uh, a film. And, uh, you know, with Disney doing its Disney Plus streaming service, uh, I'd almost prefer that they just focus on doing X-Men and Fantastic Four through that as as series, kind of like what they're doing with The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really think that would give them the time to focus on the relationships and build the relationships, which are what, in my opinion, make those strong stories for those characters specifically. Um, and so I, I that's my hope. I don't think that's extremely realistic. But uh, that's what I would hope that they would maybe try to explore or do with it. I just think it would open up the doors to being a, a much, much better experience for everyone that's a fan of those particular franchises. Um, and I, I don't know. I just think it would do more service to those characters and those worlds and stories for those uh, people. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think it's the same. I think there's the, the idea of a Fantastic Four series is, is much more appealing to me than a fantastic four movie at this point so uh yeah uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what they end up doing like what three or four movies now and none of them have done well like none of them have been good but like i i think at some point you do really have to look at the source material and say okay this just isn't meant for a 90 minute to 120 minute runtime movie like it's just not enough time to really do what you need to do uh, for those characters and, and I think that the proof is you know quote unquote in the pudding because they've made this many movies and so many different creative teams so many different actors um, and they're just not 
landing it. You know what I mean? So it's like you kind of almost have to look at it and say, well, why? And I think that, to me at least, is is really the answer. Is this, They're just not adaptable very well, if at all, I, to that type of storytelling. I would just, dis- I mean, to a degree, I disagree with you. I think that if you, you, I think the fact that it was handled by Fox is the reason why they haven't done well. The three movies that they did were not great. I mean, the first movie, well, the first theatrically released movie, because there's the 90s movie that was never yeah. released, which was just for them to hold on to the rights. But right. the, the, the first one, I think, did well in the box office, which got them the sequel, but the Silver Surfer movie just didn't, didn't hit and uh obviously the fantastic four stick movie did was just horrible (laughs) so um it's it's fox not really understanding the characters given to the mcu given to marvel studios they might be able to do well better but i don't know that until i see it right so uh but but yes the just the the general family aesthetic of it would work better as a, a show i think so yeah uh, Men in Black International. Uh, are we ready for the next installment of the Men in Black? I am. I, yes. I, I can't wait to see uh, what Chris Hemsworth and uh, oh man, her name was right there on on top of my brain. Yep. And now I can't Valkyrie. think. Valkyrie. She does play Valkyrie. Oh dang it! I'm going to be upset that I can't remember her Tessa name. Tessa something, isn't it? Tessa, Tessa Thompson. Yes. Yes. Tessa Thompson uh, is uh, the new Will Smith character, whereas Chris Hemsworth is the new Tommy Lee Jones character, and they are on the international team and they are, you know, taking out aliens left and right. So, I, I think it's it's great that Chris Hemsworth has gotten this whole new like comedic comedy like comedic acting roles that he's been doing. Like, I think after Thor. Like people wanted to put him in the movies like Black Hat, where he was this hacker and action star, and you know there was uh, Driven, which was not a bad movie, but also doesn't really focus much on him. So uh, now, now they they someone put him in Ghostbusters as the comic relief, and I think everybody's like, oh, oh, I think we see where he's supposed to be now. And then you get Thor Ragnarok, and you get him making more jokes in Infinity War. It's Obviously, Richard doesn't like it so much, but but uh, I think it's it's a better uh, suit for him. So this this could be something. I think this could be something interesting for him. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to watch it. Um, did you have Did you have a, a, a affinity for the old um, Men in Black movies? Were you a big fan? Yeah, I mean, not a big fan. Okay, but I enjoyed the first one. And I've seen the other one. The third one is pretty bad. The second one is is good. Oh wait, no, I haven't seen the third one. Oh, that's you haven't? The, that's the time one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's but not. But the great. second one is okay. Okay, Richard. Uh yeah, I don't know. I I'm not sold on this to be honest. Like I I'm, I'm gonna watch it. I I, I really enjoyed the first two uh, Men in Black movies. I, I I don't actually think I have ever met anyone who enjoyed the third one but i'm sure there's someone out there <laughs> probably um yeah i mean there has to be i i don't know it looks really bad to me in the sense that it's like and again it's contextually based off of the trailer so i mean i i really do want to watch the movie and give it a, a a fair chance but i i don't know i'm not super excited but i i will watch it at some point for sure so how do you feel about a 
remake, soft remake, soft reboot of Shaft. We're going to have three generations of Shaft in the new Shaft movie. I am all in on this. <laughs> You're going to have the original actor from the, the original movies. You're going to have Sam Jackson from his early 2000s movie and then a new kid playing uh yet another yeah another well he's not gonna i don't believe he is actually sam jackson's kid he calls him junior in the trailer all right then i must have missed that but so there you go you're gonna have three different john shafts in in the movie and they're all gonna be coming out i could be uh i am interested in seeing what what's gonna happen i mean Sam Jackson is able to hide how actually old he is so well in all these movies, except for when you watch C- Captain Marvel and he has to do that running scene, and you're just like, oh, yeah, he is definitely over 60. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's 150 years <laughs> that's right, old. That's right, 150. So, uh, But, no, I, I'm, I'm definitely interested. I, I remember liking that Shaft movie from early 2000s, but it's probably not a good movie. Probably not, but... I don't know that I've ever actually seen a Shaft movie. I've never seen one of the originals. I think I've seen clips, oh, plenty God. of clips, but I don't think I've actually watched one of the movies before. But I was dying during this trailer. <laughs> I'm just so excited for this movie. Richard? Yeah, I I don't remember if I saw the... I, I'm pretty sure that I did watch the Shaft movie that Sam Jackson was in, but I don't remember anything about it. I'd have to go back and watch it again. I, I, I mean, I'll watch pretty much anything Sam Jackson's in, even if it's complete trash. I'll watch it just because he's in it, because I think he's great. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think they missed an opportunity to just call it Three Shafts, One Movie. I mean, that wow. kind of sounds like would have been a wow interesting (laughs) title um but you know i I don't know we'll see we'll see if it's any good uh okay so then the next movie that i had was toy story 4 i i mean i i don't think we needed this movie it was it's done three was great it ended perfectly it had all the emotion but now we're doing four this the crazy spork coming to life what, whatever that's going to be about but i have to see it i have to see what's going to happen like i can't say that this is my childhood because toy story 1 came out well after i was a child so it's just i i've been there i've been there for the movies i got to be there for this one fair enough yeah 91 well after a child is it 91 yeah no the first toy story didn't come out in 91 it's like Somewhere between ninety one and ninety three. You're 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 pulling my leg. No, really. I don't believe I am. Okay, then no. I ninety one. I was nine. So yeah, I was. I'm definitely a child, but I don't think that's true. Any anything from the peanut gallery over there, Richard? You see it? Did you look it up? Nothing. Um, I'm, I'm trying to recall when the first Toy Story actually did come out. Um, I I would say my thoughts would have been probably the same as yours. However, I felt like. That was kind of the situation with the third one, too, when they were like, we're doing a Toy Story 3. I was like, are we, though? Like, really? And then <laughs> I went and watched it. I was like, wow, this is a damn good movie. Who knew? 95. So, yeah. Oh, Toy really? Story 1 came out in 95, so I was 13. So hmm. I was still a child. I don't know what I was thinking. That's that's in, But so still, 1995 to 19, 2019, that's what, 24 years? So that's, that's in, it's a... It's a good chunk of my life with this franchise going on so i might as well go to see the number four it's true 
Um, anybody else want to add anything to that? I, I really think that it, there, there may be still enough gas in the tank to get another one out there. Because, like you said, I was not expecting three to go the way that it did, and it totally shocked me and surprised me. So, there, I think there's room for a fourth to come out of nowhere and be like, yep, we still got it. I mean, it was kind of that way with Wreck-It Ralph. You know what I mean? They're like, we're doing Wreck-It Ralph too, And I'm like, I don't know. Let's not do it. And then I watched it. I was like, who knew that was actually the movie we needed? Like... <laughs> A lot of people on the internet need that movie. Let me tell oh, you. Fair enough. The, the message. Oh, yeah, yes. the message for sure. Exactly. With the movie. Mm. Well, that's the same thing with Incredibles. Like, it yeah, took how long true. for Incredibles to come out, and I'm not super happy with what we got with Incredibles 2, but I'm glad that we got it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But I, I love all the Elastigirl stuff. I love the first movie, and I enjoyed the second there movie. There you go. I, I'm right there with you. Um, all right, uh, Child's Play. Are either one of you excited about this reboot? No. No. Nope. No, I am. I, I just want to see what... The, I, I don't know why. I just want to see what they're going to do with this AI Chucky doll. And and Mark oh Hamill is, is the voice of uh, Chucky. Yes. All right. So you need to do something because he's obviously a scroll. <laughs> there is no way that Mitch is excited about a horror film. This cannot right. be happening. This is true. So, Two of them so far. I know. Right there. Yeah. Nah. It's, it is a it, horror it movie. Is. They are going to have all types of jump scares. It's going to be awful. So the next movie, I'm really, I'm very uh, curious of whether or not Chris wants to see it or not. Because I know his stance on this certain type of music. So yesterday, this is, the, this is uh, Danny Boyle's movie about a man who hits his head and starts playing the song yesterday. And no one... It's on my list. Oh my goodness! It's it, no one uh, knows what he's talking about. The Beatles were never a thing in this universe, and he becomes famous by playing Beatles songs. So the Beatles. <laughs> so yes, yeah, I know Chris's uh, stance on the Beatles is it's only good when other people play them. Yes. So this Which is, is someone else. I love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's none of the Beatles actually playing their music, so I'm all in. It's gonna be great. Yeah. So. Uh yeah, Danny Boyle too. Like I, this is interesting. Like this is the movie that he's doing, and but I, I know this is coming out before his uh his James Bond was gonna come out. But he he's not doing James Bond anymore. So that that is interesting. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, Spider Man Far From Home. I did not. I'm not the biggest fan of Homecoming. So. Why am I super excited about uh, Far From Home? Because it's going to be the next movie after Endgame. It's going to have the the stuff that's that's going to be the result of whatever that is. Fair enough. Yeah. Which looks like nothing because nobody is reacting to anything in this trailer. Like I, I swear, everybody must have got their memories wiped or something. There's all this shit happening, and nobody's the least bit concerned. Everyone's just like, eh. Well, I would say that him leaving the, the suit behind is kind of his reaction of being like, I don't want to really be Superman or Spider-Man anymore. I don't want to have to deal with this stuff. I'm supposed to be a kid. But I think the fact that there's no big reactions to anybody is what's interesting to me. It's like this big thing happened. He just came back from dead. If if that's what you want to believe, why? What what does this mean? Um, you know, it could be it, it could be a lot of things going on here. So. Uh, are you excited for, Sp for Spider-Man? I am very excited. Um, 
mostly because the villains i never thought that we would get these villains in a movie i mean mysterio and possibly hydro man that's just ridiculous richard uh, no, I mean, I, 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 I want to check it out, mostly because uh, I, I like Spider-Man as a character, uh, number one. But uh, number two, Jake Gyllenhaal is in the movie. So, I mean, I, I'm curious to see what he does. I like him as an actor uh, for the most part. But, I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not super stoked for it. Um, I, I don't know. I hate to say it, but I guess some of it does depend on how in-game plays out, since they are, like, pseudo-linked now. And... I don't know. I'm really kind of on the fence, but I, I you know, hopefully it's good. Yeah, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio definitely has me intrigued, and and the fact that he was almost Spider-Man in Spider-Man Two is also very interesting. Like the fact that he's coming to the franchise as a villain. Yeah, yeah. So if they like M Night Shyamalan this, and it becomes like into the Spider Verse Two, I, I, they would have had me. I'd be like, yes. Because End of the Spider-Verse was flipping amazing. It was. It really was. Um, uh, Lion King. Are we excited about the quote-unquote live-action remake of The Lion King? <laughs> I am, just because I like the cast. I like a lot of the people that are in it. So Yep. That's that's pretty much the only thing that I'm excited about is <laughs> the cast. I want to see what they do with it. Richard? Yeah, no, no, I can. I don't really care. I'll be honest. I'll give you I'll this. Be honest. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I'll give you this. Like these live action remakes of Disney's movies, it, if they weren't happening, I wouldn't care. Like it's not something that I've been like, oh, I need, I need these things. But like they're they're making them, so I'm like, all right, I want to go see them. Yeah. I can't even call it a live action remake for this one. Like I, I get it. I guess it's this, just a reboot or whatever. It is it is CGI animation, but they did wear mocap suits. They did they are they are doing their faces. It's it's face mapping. It's all that. It's what, I don't you know the audience doesn't see you do, making those faces and doing that with your hand, right? Yeah, I do. But I didn't want to like interrupt what you were saying. Okay. I'm like still expressing that I'm like eh, I don't really agree with what you're saying. I I I I think you're stretching uh, to wow. find a reason as to how it's Damn. a live action movie. Okay, fair enough. I mean, it's a movie that's about talking animals, so I didn't. There's not much else they could have done. It's just or just like Jungle Book only had the one. Human oh yeah, character. I wouldn't call that live action either. Believe oh. me, but that's. I mean, that's neither i guess here nor there because that's just on me but okay, it's a I mean, they've had talking CGI. animals in movies before <laughs> i'm not saying it was necessarily good exactly but they a whole show about a talking horse so <laughs> it can be done yeah by shoving a carrot up his ass every time they wanted him to move his mouth hey let's see <laughs> if you can make that work with the flanking probably not but probably not a good idea know. No, I'm uh, sure that it's not. Okay, fair enough. Now, I think that this one is going to be interesting to Richard. I don't know about... Uh, well, wait, real quick, though. You watched Dumbo, though. Was that good? Uh, I would say it was not good, and it wasn't bad. I was very indifferent. Oh. I was just like, uh, okay. it's, it's a thing that happened. Interesting. So. Um, That's Sorry, right. go ahead. Yeah. Uh, uh, so this next movie, I feel Richard might be into. I don't know if Chris will be, but uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oddly enough, yes. Really? Yeah. Oh. That trailer's really good. Yeah? I enjoyed it. Do you like the Bruce Lee part? Yes. Yeah, I bet you did. Oh, my God. <laughs> you made me laugh so good. 
Uh, what, do you, what do you think, Richard? Like, I, I, I am super excited. Uh, I, I, you know this about me. I am very 50-50 with Quentin Tarantino. Like, sure. half the movies of his, I like. Half of them, I don't. Uh, his last one, Hateful Eight, not a fan. But the one before that, uh, Django and uh, Inglorious Bastards, I'm a huge fan of. So, so I'm excited to see what they do here. All this, the huge star cast that they have. And uh, I always love movies about, uh, like, that era of Hollywood, too. So that's I think that's going to be interesting. Richard? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I, um, I'm a huge fan of Quentin Tarantino. I, I think he's a, a very talented and skilled filmmaker. Um, the, the cast for this is unbelievably star-studded. I mean, like, I think he's bringing everybody who's been in any movie ever into this film. I mean, <laughs> and the, the Bruce Lee parts are absolutely incredible. Like, the guy that is doing that is spitting... Uh, vocal and and physical embodiment of Bruce Lee. Like I heard him talk, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like it almost felt like they just took pre-existing like clips of Bruce Lee talking and added it. Like it's pretty doggone close. Um, and the fact that he's in it, I think, is is pretty monumental as well because like he's a staple of of Hollywood and and that time period. And you know, he was a mega icon. And so I'm very curious to see what the whole movie ends up being and, and kind of what everything's about and how it all ties together. Um, so yeah, I'm on board for this. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw. I'm excited about this because I love the fast and the furious franchise. Uh, and then the rock, the rock and Jason Statham, like rock, Jason Statham in a buddy cop film where they don't want to be buddies. Like I, how can we not love this movie? It's going to be super action all over the place. I'm still upset that we have not received our royalty checks for our story. Right. It's, it's, it's incredible. Like we started off as enemies. Right. And we came together to fight evil. And, and you know, it, I don't understand how they're getting away with this. And then they they recast Richard as Idris Elba. It's weird. <laughs> That's so Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm totally... Like, they did a great job in casting, though, because I became a very, very handsome man. So uh, I'm okay with this. Yeah, so... Uh, I, I, is anybody else excited about it? I, I I know Richard and I had this whole conversation about Fast and the Furious franchise when that came out, when the last one came out, so... Uh, yeah, I you know I don't know. It's I think I mentioned it earlier in, in this podcast. Even like it's it's become so ludicrous, like like ludicrously over the top. But I, I don't know, man. It, it's like you said, Jason Statham, The Rock, Edris Elba. Like, I how can I not be there for this movie? I do wish they would have grounded it a little bit more in reality because I think that would have made for a better overall experience than like sticking with the flying cars and you know, the ridiculous over the top nature of it. Uh, but I, you know, it is what it is. And like, just because they got who they got, like I, I'm going to go see it. Like I'm absolutely going to go watch it for those three, uh, the, those three actors. Wait a second. Are you trying to tell me that Idris Elba is not bulletproof? <laughs> <laughs> oh no i mean he could totally be bulletproof but cars can't fly i mean come on oh, okay. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> 
if you if you drive them fast enough, and they are definitely making them drive fast enough in these movies. So, uh, all right, next movie, um, the New Mutants. Uh, I think the controversy around this one, uh, how long it took for them it to come out, reshoots, all that nonsense, and now Disney finally saying, yeah, we're just gonna put it out. I mean, which makes sense because they didn't have to pay any money to, to make this movie. That's true. It's it's literally just put it out there. And if it makes money, it makes money. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. It's not no 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 hair off their chest, but. Uh, the idea that we might we might not get any more from this franchise because I remember watching that first trailer and thinking, oh, I'm really interested in what's going to happen here. The the cast is interesting. Josh Boone is an interesting director. What's going to happen here? That's definitely a different type of comic book movie. They're going straight horror with it, but are they going to make any more? I imagine if it does a lot of money, they will. But if it doesn't make a lot of money, then it's not it's not going to go anywhere. It's just going to be lost after coming out. So. I want to go see it just just to, just for the curiosity. Again, I'll watch it at some point, but not excited. Probably not in theaters. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Richard, what movie is this? I I couldn't hear what you were saying. The, the new, new mutants. The new mutants. Oh, the new mutants. Yeah, I yeah, I'm not pass. Not, uh, maybe right. one day. No, maybe one no day. problem. Artemis Fowl. Uh, I know nothing about the books, so I guess i'm kind of interested just because it's uh, another big adaptation i went and saw um wrinkle in time that ended up being not great so that's true let's see what they do here like i already think i don't like it from the trailer but i'm interested in seeing the movie fair enough <laughs> i don't know why i just am and i'm not interested in seeing it because of those same reasons oh okay so what did uh do, do you know anything about the books not really no, no. how about you richard uh, no, I don't. No, I, don't. I, I know nothing about the books, and I know basically nothing about the movies. So. <laughs> All right, talking about Guillermo del Toro earlier, he's got uh, scary stories to tell in the dark coming out. Uh, any interest in seeing that, Richard? Uh, yeah, anything that Guillermo does, I'm there. Uh, I don't care how crazy it is, how I don't care what it is. I'm there. It, like, there's few people that I will say that about, but like, he is absolutely one of them, and I don't think I've ever seen a movie of his that like let me down um that so one yeah, crimson peak was pretty terrible which one crimson peak yeah i haven't seen that one oh, so uh, don't, don't watch it <laughs> don't, don't ruin your, your image of guillermo del toro yeah i haven't seen it but um yeah i did hear that one didn't do very well but i i haven't actually personally seen that one but no for the most part like he you know he doesn't let me down and then this is also based off of uh a uh, collection of like short stories that I mean I remember growing up and like I remember vaguely the the cover of the book and right. you know how how creepy it was as a kid so you know I don't know I think there's a lot of nostalgia involved in this as well so you know I'm I'm definitely on board to uh, to check it out uh, Chris I'm don't hard know, pass hard pass but did you read the books Ooh. as a child no no not a thing that we were into nope okay uh, I'm not a fan of horror. Well, no, you're not a fan of horror, but I thought maybe it was a set of books that you might have read or done something with or They were all around me through childhood, yep. and I refused. Good. Good for you. But he didn't direct this, right? Like, this isn't Guillermo directing. No, he's, I don't think he's He did, like, this part of the screenplay, I think. I think he wrote part of it, and I think he's producing it, but, I, yeah, I don't think he's directing it. Yeah. But that's okay. It's I'm still He's still part of it. He's still... It's still. Uh, it's oh still, yeah, no, they're, absolutely. They're relying heavily on his name for it, so. Yeah, they definitely are. Uh, all right, the kitchen. Do you know anything about this property, uh, Chris? It's a it's a comic book. It's a graphic novel. I 
do not. Okay, so we have the stars uh, Melissa McCarthy, Tith- Tiffany Haddish, and Elizabeth Moss, and it's all about uh, when gangster husbands wind up in prison in the 1970s, their wives take over their organization and become Hell's Kitchen's most powerful mobsters. So this was a uh, graphic novel that got it's being adapted into a movie, and, and I'm not the biggest Melissa McCarthy fan. I'm not even the biggest Tiffany Haddish fan, but I am interested in this movie. Fair enough. Yeah. Elizabeth Moss, do you do you do you watch uh, Handmaid's Tale, Richard? Um, I started it, but I didn't get too far into it. Did you? How about Mad Men? Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, I know really she's a big part of that. I didn't watch either one of those shows, so. Yeah. Uh, okay. I know who she is, though, but I I, I don't know. I don't. So here's uh, the next one is Good Boys. I don't know if anybody saw this yes. tra- <laughs> movie. That trailer looks hilarious. Oh my god! It's a bunch of kids doing uh, really terrible things, and uh, it's just funny. So uh, I don't know. Is this, is this is this another Evan or Seth Rogen Evan Goldberg movie? I believe so. I think so too. So uh, I'm excited for that. Did you did you get a chance to check that out, Richard? Uh, I have seen the trailer. Yeah, uh, it, it definitely looks pretty hilarious. Okay. Yeah, anything you want to add, Chris? No. Super funny looking. <laughs> Super offensive. Really <laughs> excited. Angel has fallen. So the third movie in the Olympus has fallen trilogy. Wow. Yeah, we've gone from Olympus to London, and now Angel. I don't know exactly what Angel's going to be. I just know they're making the third movie, so I have to watch it. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, London has fallen was not great. So, but Olympus has fallen. I thought was great. I haven't seen any of them. You didn't see Olympus as well. I haven't. I bet you'd like that. Probably. Oh. I wanted to see it. Did you watch White House Down? No. Because that's the worst one out of the two. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. White House Down was garbage. <laughs> it's the Deep Impact. It's the Deep Impact out of the two movies, yeah. I Fair mean, enough. I like the Deep Impact for reasons, but I understand most people liking Armageddon more because it's it's more action-packed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um... And then the last thing I have is It Chapter 2. I I really liked the first It. Who are you? <laughs> I yeah, I'm, I'm getting concerned now. I don't go and watch every scary movie, every horror, horror movie that comes out, but like the big ones I'm, I'm interested in seeing. Hmm. That's new to me. Suspect. Wow. Wow. Okay. The two of you. You think you know so much. anymore. Anyways, that's the end of my list. Chris, what do you have on your list? That I missed. Uh, that you did not talk about. Um, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah, that's a garbage movie. Well, I what? haven't seen Godzilla, <laughs> but it looks really good <laughs> visually. It does look really good visually. I'm excited for all the monsters. Look, monsters are fun. Monsters are fun. But did you not remember Pacific Rim? Did you? Were you a big fan of I that? I enjoyed that. You are a liar. Pacific Rim. So much fun. Look, Richard and I had a huge didn't see the second one, but yeah, the second one's not good either. First one's great. The uh, of when the first Godzilla came out with um, mm-hmm. Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen as the romantic couple. Sure. Yeah. They, they just I'm got sure done playing okay. brother and sister in Age of Ultron, and then we got to see them as a married couple in Godzilla. It was okay. really cool. Uh, anyway, but, different characters. Yeah, but it's just it's still kind of weird. I mean, 
I think that just says more about you than... How does that say more about me? I don't know. Somehow. Okay, anyways. <laughs> Richard and I had a great conversation about in real life. You don't know that. Yeah. I'm reasonably <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, Richard and I had a big conversation about the first Godzilla. Uh, I remember this. It was never on a recording. I think this is before we even started recording stuff. But uh, I was not a fan of that first Godzilla movie. And uh, I remember Richard. Yeah, Richard was. So yeah, I also remember I that. that. You also remember that he was. Yes. Okay. Yep. I remember, you remember both of your stands on this. <laughs> so I am not looking forward to this. How are you looking forward to this, Richard? I, I am. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it would be. cool. Like I'm totally on board for more Godzilla and more uh, kaiju. I've been watching the, um, the like so Netflix has been doing like some Godzilla animated uh, movies, and uh, right. they're actually been pretty enjoyable to watch. So I, I, yeah, more Godzilla the better. I'm all about it. Let them fight, as he says. Oh, now he's now he gets to say no. We are theirs. <laughs> <laughs> Because, I mean, it does make sense. You, you protect your pets, so yeah. he's going to protect their pets. It's true. Any, anything else? Uh, so going from gigantic monsters to pocket monsters. <laughs> <laughs> just came up with that right now. Yes. Uh, Detective well Pikachu Detective looks Pikachu. amazing. <laughs> I mean, I have no desire to see this movie, but I'm not hating on it either. It's I am a huge Ryan Reynolds fan, so that's interesting. But it's just his voice. I, I don't know. It, but that's that's the good thing. He's sarcastic in his voice, so he's, he'll be funny. Um, yeah, I, I don't know about this movie. I don't know anything about Pokemon, though. So I don't... I mean, other than the things called Pikachu. And that, and that part in the trailer where he's, like, scared and he goes, Pika, Pika! <laughs> like, that is hilarious. It is. I agree. <laughs> Richard, any thoughts on, on Detective Pikachu? Uh, I, I mean, I'll probably watch it. No, you I, won't. I, I think it looks pretty funny. I like Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I, I think it was originally, from what I heard, was rumored that Danny DeVito was going to be the voice. So I was a little bit surprised when they went with Ryan Reynolds when it actually came out. So it was kind of intriguing. People wanted that. It was uh, never rumored. Uh, oh, okay. Well, either way, <laughs> would have been interesting. I think it's. I think Ryan Reynolds is probably a better choice, personally. But yeah. Well, the, the idea was that you know you can get Danny DeVito to dress up like Pikachu <laughs> at the press tour, and it would be r- roughly the same size. That's true. Ouch. <laughs> I mean, he's a small man. It's not. I'm not being mean. All right, I'm poking fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Chris, it's okay. Next movie. Okay. So this one, I heard the description of it, and I was vehemently against it. Vehemently? Vehemently against it. I'm done with zombies. Fuck that. But then I saw the trailer, and I have to watch it. Oh, my goodness. The dead don't die. Yes. Yeah, that trailer came out, I think, last week, and... It was pretty hilarious, but I, I I have that feeling that that all the good stuff is in that trailer. Probably, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure that I'm gonna hate this movie, but I have to watch it. <laughs> I mean, it is a very very comedic looking zombie movie, and you got uh, Bill Murray in there, and Adam Driver, and there's a female in there that's fairly popular. It's uh, oh, the ancient one. Oh, it's uh, Tilda Swinton. Swinton. Yes. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's swinging around her samurai sword in that trailer. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Richard? 
Uh, yeah, no, I I have to agree with you. I, I would have thought at this point I would be done with zombie movies as well, but uh, as soon as you see Bill Murray, I'm like, yep, I'm on board for this. This is the this needs to this needs to come out already and be a thing. <laughs> next, uh, next, I actually have Playmobil the movie. I don't even know what this is. Playmobil. <laughs> it's so Playmobil is basically like the. Poor kids Legos kind of oh, ish. Okay. I thought I mean, that was uh the the big blocks. The mega blocks. The mega blocks, yeah. yeah. I mean that's probably more apt, but I mean Playmobil is also kind of lumped in there. Okay. Generally. Um so it looks very much like the Lego movie again, <laughs> except this time it is uh, to use an anime term, it's an isekai. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> well, that's basically... It means, like, in another world or something, oh, okay. basically. So, apparently at the beginning of the film, a brother and sister are, like, playing with Playmobil toys or something and then just get sucked into the Playmobil world ah. and then, like, Lego movie nonsense happens. <laughs> but with Playmobil, it looks funny. Hey, have you heard about this movie, Richard? Nope. nope. I've never even heard of Playmobil. Yeah, neither have I. Period. I'm glad I'm you found this. Learning yeah. so many things today. <laughs> next? Uh, next, I have Stuber. Stuber. <sighs> I saw this trailer last week. and It's, it's funny because we had this conversation on another podcast about... Um, Dave Bautista becoming more of a leading man now, and then, right? Because he, you know, he wants to have that career like The Rock, and or he actually he's he specific, specifically said he doesn't want to have a career like The Rock. He wants to make different types of movies, but here he is making the buddy cop <laughs> movie uh, with the with the comedian. And yeah, I don't. This movie looks so bad. It's probably going to be terrible. <laughs> but I was laughing so hard during that trailer. <laughs> And don't get me wrong, I like both these people. I like Dave Batista and Camille Nanjani, but Oh yeah. I don't I don't see this being a good way. <laughs> Richard, did you watch Stuber? Did you watch the trailer for Stuber? I, I have not seen it, no. Well, I think you should need to go right out and watch it as soon as we're done recording. Dave Batista right. is a hard boiled detective who gets an Uber who happens to be Camille Nanjani. And one of the jokes is that it's just not an Uber. It's an Uber pool. So other people come and get into the Uber, and Dave Bautista's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you need to get me to Compton. And he's like, no, dude, like I'm doing my job. You, you picked Uber Pool. Uh, yeah, so that, that's a thing. Next? Next, I have Dora the Explorer. Oh, my goodness. How old are you? Uh, I'm very young at heart. Okay. <laughs> no, it looks funny. Like, I... I don't care about Dora the Explorer. That was like I was older right. than that. Um, but it, it just looks like a funny movie. I I did not expect that at all. And then that friggin' trailer just got me. It got you. Uh, what is it? It's um, Danny Trejo is the voice of Boots and Guillermo del no not Guillermo but uh, Benicio del Toro is the voice of Snatcher or Snatcher Swiper Swiper yeah <laughs> and uh, I think it's a that's, very different movie. that's a very different movie uh, I think that's a 
that's the only thing that intrigues me about that because you don't even you don't hear either one of them in that trailer. So True. Uh, I'm wondering any any feelings on on Dora the Explorer, Richard? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't have any on it. Thank you for adding to the conversation. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't really know anything about the TV show. I never, I've never seen the cartoon. That's a lie, um, folks. I, I saw him watching it the other morning with his bowl of cereal. I mean, I, 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 hey, if I did, I would just be honest. I would say that I did. I had no problem watching cartoons, but I just, unfortunately, this was not on my radar of cartoons. Uh, That's Chris, fair. did you have more? Yes, no. I have one more. One more. One more. And that is Tolkien. Tolkien, yeah. Which I I don't care about Lord of the Rings or anything, and I thought that I was just going to be like, eh, I, I don't care. But the trailer got me. The trailer again. does look good. That happened a lot with all of these movies. You just did not I was just like, it. nah, I'm, I'm good. And then I watched the trailer, and I'm like, damn it, I want to see. <laughs> Uh, I mean, biopic about J.R.R. Tolkien during his, you know, time of, of being in World War One and 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 all that stuff. I, I, I can see the interest in that. Richard? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the trailer does make it look like a really interesting film. And it does kind of make you wonder, like, how they're going to... Because, I don't know, in the trailer it almost seems like he's schizophrenically having these visions of the Lord of the Rings, like that it's like this fever dream that's kind of like happening to him. And I don't know. I feel like that's just a marketing tactic. I don't think that that's necessarily how they're going to try to play that out in the movie. I think, but I'm kind of, in, I'm kind of like intrigued to see that, to see how that actually does pan out and how that does play out in the film. Okay. Uh, so Richard, we got through my list and Chris's list. Do you have anything extra on yours that you wanted to see? Uh, no, I mean, you guys hit everything that, uh, that I was even remotely interested in watching. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, I feel like the last couple of years have been uh, a little bit dry in terms of like what I've really been excited or interested in watching, but see, and I feel like, again, I think a lot of that's me too. Yeah, I was going to so. say, that's, that's you, that's yeah, your, you it's know. you and your taste changing, which is fine. Yeah. It, it, you people, you know, you might describe it as growing. I say you're, you're regressing, but that's just me. <laughs> Like, it is not I, I, don't even, I, I wouldn't even <laughs> I personally would not call it growing I, I definitely think that that my I, I think the things that I would be interested in watching currently are just things that Hollywood's not interested in making and I totally understand why like they're at a point in time with the industry that they need everything to be a home run like they need every movie to be a billion dollar franchise and I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with those movies being made and people watching them, but it's just so oversaturated for me that there's so many other stories that I would like to see and so many other uh, types of stories that uh, just aren't being made right now. And and that's okay. You know, it, it, it will eventually come back around uh, to that. And, you know, who knows when that'll be, but well, it, it will eventually shift and, and that's okay. I think that that's where you're going to your streaming services, your Amazons, your Hulu's and your, your Netflix's for those type of movies. You're, you're seeing that stuff. They're like unicorn store. I don't know if anybody's watched that yet. It's, did it come out? It came out oh, it's on last Friday. Yeah, it's on yeah. Netflix now. And, okay. you know, people are loving it. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy, but I, I haven't watched it yet, but like that. It looked interesting. Not, yeah, it definitely looks interesting. It's not the kind of movie that you're going to see in the theaters right now. Right. Um, yep. What was it? Uh, what was the city by the sea? No, city by Manchester by the sea. Like that was a, I know it went to theaters, but that was an Amazon movie. You know, 
those are the studios that are making those things. A24 is making the, the type of movies that are not the, the big blockbusters and stuff like that. Yeah, I think I think A twenty four is doing a really good job of of realizing that there is a pretty substantial lack of that type of content in terms of of theatrical releases, and I I think they've done very well for themselves. They've kind of almost made that into a niche type thing, um, and it's I think it's working very well for them. Obviously, I don't have their numbers to quantify that, but I I would believe that they've probably cornered that and and are doing pretty good with it. And and I agree with you. Yeah, we're we're definitely seeing a lot more. Uh, risk in terms of, of what's getting made on the streaming platforms and as streaming platforms continue to uh, get added because there's more and more people trying to get in on that. Apple, I think, just recently made an announcement that they're going to do their own streaming service. Um, it's really the creatives and, and the consumers that are going to continue to win because as those services continue to get bigger and bigger and there continues to be more and more of them, the need to have exclusivity and to have really, really good exclusive content that brings subscribers in is only going to continue to go up. And so, I mean, I really think within the next five to 10 years, uh, we are going to be at the greatest time for creatives uh, that has ever existed in terms of, of video. Um, and so I'm really excited. Like I, that makes me really excited to see where it's going to go. And I, I hope that they continue to really take some chances and gamble on some of these people that have these stories to tell. Like, I think it's, I think it's really going to be um, for the lack of a better term, like a golden age of television or a platinum age of television, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and I think that's good. I think that's a really good thing. Yeah. And you get Scorsese's uh, kill the Irishman coming out on Netflix too. Like, I mean, obviously that's a, different type of movie and but it's also big budget because they're you know throwing they have your three big stars or they're doing the age reduction throughout the whole movie with them and that's that's gonna be a lot of money so uh yeah. all right uh, that's the the summer movie blockbuster list so if you uh, have any movies that you want us to know about or that we didn't talk about or you think that deserve to be on someone's list uh get a hold of us i'm on twitter i'm at mitchipedia gem gem stands for geek elite media Richard's also on Twitter as? At Ry Cohen, R-I-C-O-W-N. And Chris, you've been using your Twitter a little bit more lately, so we want to give that out? That's true. Uh, Wizard, W-W-W-Y-Z-E-R-D. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out our website, geekleetmedia.com, for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Media Network. You can also find Richard over on his Twitch channel. Yeah, it's just uh, twitch.tv slash Rykoen and the number one. So R-I-C-O-W-N and the number one. And what are you playing right now? Uh, so today I, I actually got done streaming right before we started recording this. And uh, I was uh, streaming some Conan Exiles. Is that, is that going to be on the, the slate for the foreseeable future? Um, I you know I jump around quite a bit. Like uh, when I was streaming on Wednesday, I was playing a, a story game. It's a it's a uh, like point and click adventure type game called Paradigm, uh, and that it's uh, was kind of interesting. You play this like genetically modified. Uh, well, he's like a genetically modified human um, that, that they're trying to make all these like super genetically modified children that like don't want art degrees or anything like that, and. Uh, Obviously, this does not go well, and he ends up kind of like growing like eight tumors out of his head, 
and you like you end up with like tumor vision which is kind of like your bat vision in like the batman games where it kind of shows you like secrets <laughs> and stuff so it's a very like dark humored type of of game and uh i played that we didn't get all the way through it uh so we'll probably pick that up somewhere in here and finish that up but uh but yeah conan's been really good i've been having a lot of fun with that so well, well it, there'll be more of it for for a while there's just so many games out right now to play though it's unbelievable uh, how much stuff is out. Like, I want to get to um, Sekiro, uh, Shadows Die Twice, uh, looks really good. Uh, I guess it's by FromSoft. Well, I don't guess. It's by FromSoft, which is, like, extremely hard. They're the ones that made, like, the Demon Souls and uh, Dark the Souls Wars. games and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Okay. Well, yeah. There you go. You definitely uh, find us in different places. At, uh, But until next time, this is the Mitch and Rich Show on the Geek Elite Media Network saying, always remember to... Geek out. Geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. Hi, this is Steven from Geek Elite Media, and I want to tell you about Cuts by Candice, a hairstylist that will work with you to get just the right look. After growing my hair out for years and years, Candice was the only stylist I trusted to cut my luscious locks. Mention our promo code GEEKOUT when making your appointment through the end of April 2019, and you'll get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candice on Facebook and Cuts by Candice 3 on Instagram, and start looking the best you you can.